Hey, you rad dads out there. We're back with episode 10, 12. I have no fucking idea at this point. We're in the first season, so we're trying to make it several seasons, so we'll keep going. We have a delightful episode for you tonight. We are going to talk about, do you want to post pictures of your children online? You tell me. I will give you my fucking opinion, and Sal will give you his. Delightful, huh? Delightful episode. And we will do our dad lesson like we do every episode, and then we will do our bourbon review. We may have opened the bourbon already, and we had a, a little uh, splash. Splash. I'm your hostess with the mostess. Yes, I said that. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I really, really couldn't. We were talking about a new opening earlier, and I'm joined by your co-host, my co-host, <laughs> Sal Minervini. What's up? All right. So, Sal, I want to start with you because... You're very opinionated about this this topic particularly, and I think I'm a little bit more lax on it, but can you give us your opinion of posting pictures and uh, pic- really pictures of your children online? How do you feel about it? I don't think you should do it. There's my opinion. That's great. <laughs> Thank you for, for really being verbose about that. Glad uh, we pay, glad, glad, he's earning his bucks here today, folks. <laughs> Uh, I mean, everybody knows uh, social media. It is everywhere. Everybody sees it, depending on your privacy settings. Force your privacy settings. You still got friends. So I do not post any photos of my kids on any of my social media accounts. I don't think they are not of age to have a social media account. Therefore, I don't believe their photos should be on social media. Yeah, when my kids were born, I maybe posted one or two pics of their baby photos, but uh, that was about it. I don't want the world to see my kids, you know? No, I, I agree. I mean, it, listen, it's you're taking a picture of your kids and putting it online. It invades their privacy before they even have the opportunity to make the decision if they want to put their stuff online. I have friends who, I have friends from college and I have friends in their 30s who don't have Facebook accounts because they don't want any, they don't want their life laid out there for everyone wow. but they do have instagram accounts which they'll post to occasionally but what i've realized is a lot of people post to instagram or or have instagram accounts just to see what everyone else is doing ah one of, one of those kind of people one of those huh? kind of people ah. but i will say i've gone back and forth on this and so i i knew sal was very opinionated on this me personally i've posted pictures of my children throughout their life on and off, I'll go through spurts where I'll go three, six, maybe even nine months without posting anything about them. It's not on a regular basis for me. I feel that it is not necessary, one, to publish my life on social media. I don't think it's necessary. And two, to publish my children's life and what they're doing on social media. Now, if they do something cute or I think I had a post when Mikey read a book to me one morning. Like For me, that warranted it because it was overcoming a major obstacle in his life and just being able to get to another step. So yes, it's an invasion of, of his privacy a little bit, but it's such a momentous occasion for him. And it may not sound momentous to some of you parents, some parents with older kids or some parents with kids at the same age as my children. But when your child has a speech delay and it impacts their capability of learning, it is great to see your child read a book and be the one to bring it to you and read it to you. Now, I'm pretty sure he memorized it at some point and, and did that, but I was so proud of him. Yeah, and, and that's some, sad. You're, you're, you get proud. Of sure, and that's something that you want to share with everybody. I'm just not going to post pictures to post pictures. I don't need to post pictures of my children to show the world. The people who see my children are the people that I want to see my children. You know, want to see my kids. So the whole picture posting, 
on social media as my kids were younger um we there was always that awkward conversation with family members if they had posted something online i you know i would ask for them to take it down or not include them so how did those conversations uh, i haven't done those i tell you super awkward i, I super can only awkward. imagine so, so do you have any advice for our listeners out there of how to handle that? Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would tell uh, I would tell family members up front, say, hey, look, I don't, I don't want my child's face on Facebook or any of your social media accounts. I'd appreciate it that if you do post photos, maybe put a emoji over their face, which I've seen people do before. Or they blur out. Blur out the like image, that. crop out the image. But none of my kids are on social media, uh, any photos that we could control. So now your oldest is in middle school. She's approaching the age where she will be on social media. Not in my account. Okay, not in South's account, but in the rest <laughs> of the world. The reality is his oldest daughter is about to become a teenager, and he's in for a rude fucking awakening. Yeah, you better take a bigger, a bigger sip of that bourbon. <laughs> I don't envy him. You have a straw? <laughs> but I think... And, I, and I've said this on other episodes, that we sometimes in these episodes we come up with new topics for episodes. I think one of the episodes, and I'm not going to be able to add any value, so this is going to be something you have to think about, is how do you bridge that? How do you educate your children about social media? Um, I haven't yet, but they, they are aware of uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, thanks to their cousin, which I, I'm totally fine with. And, and they know about Facebook because they, they see my wife and I, we both have Facebook accounts. Uh, and I'm sure eventually they're going to ask for one. So, I mean, we'll have the talk. What was our first social media account? MySpace. I mean, MySpace, but it was in <laughs> it's your, still like, around, 20s, right? And our parents had no fucking clue about yeah, it. They had no clue. I mean, they didn't even understand what was going on. No, no. I mean, my my mom, my parents are in their seventies, and my mom has a Facebook account. I think it's hysterical. My mom has a Facebook account. My dad, I don't think. I mean, he does, but he doesn't post anything. My mom sends spam messages, so if you're her friend, watch out. <laughs> She'll send you spam messages to every single friend she has out there. And then she posts "love it" or literally says "love it" or some some gif <laughs> that that just cracks everybody up. Even though we are, I don't want to say at the tail end or you know tail end of our lives coming into social media because that's not true. It's just. We're not the generation that's growing up as part of social media, but we understand it. I think that gives us a better spot than our parents did. I know my kids play online video games. That is their first introduction to social media in one regard or another because you can post your videos of how you're playing and stuff like that. And that always amazed me. My wife's nephew, whenever they, they would come up and visit, I would ask him what he's watching. And, and he would tell me he was watching someone play a video game. So you know I was like, they, what are you doing? Why are you watching someone else play a video game? Why don't you just play the video game? Oh, he's like, oh, you know, I'm checking out the, the different kinds of moves that this guy's making. I was like, So they oh, learn from them. So strategy. Yeah, so there's professional gamers out there who will record their games, and then the kids, the younger kids, will learn from what they're doing and, you know, take that into account for their gameplay. It's amazing, these kids and, and how they learn and, and absorb this information so quickly. But I mean, I've seen gaming, it's become a, a professional sport. So that that in itself is, is amazing. And people make buku bucks doing it. A lot of money. Yeah. But it's very but, competitive. Yeah. Right? So competitive gaming, we, we should do an episode on on that. And I actually have somebody who is... Do you, do you want me part of that episode? <laughs> I think you have to be part of the episode. But I think the purse, there are people... We have do have friends who are much bigger gamers than the two of us who definitely could shed some light on it. And... 
I game, but I don't game to the the point that some of our friends do. The chair I'm sitting on is has much more gaming experience than I do. <laughs> I think Nico and his, or damn it, my older son has <laughs> has more experience than I do, and I game my whole life. It's just the way I was actually listening to something recently, and I forget what the hell I was listening to, but they were saying that today, maybe it was Monday Night Football with the Giants playing. I'm not sure, but they were saying that social interaction and how teams and people kind of bond is a lot of it's through gaming now. So professional athletes spend a lot of time playing Madden or NBA 2K or whatever the game is, NHL, whatever that sports game is, they play, spend a lot of time on it. And I don't know if you're familiar with the, um, the series called Ballers on HBO with The Rock. And- I've, I've heard of it. Never, so, never seen it though. So there's a, a, an interesting plotline storyline for one of the rocks uh, clients where he actually tries to become a professional gamer playing some game which i wasn't even familiar with donkey Kong. no (laughs) i I couldn't even tell you i think dota 2 or something like that i don't know something like that that i'm not familiar with and it goes down this whole storyline is he's a professional football player and i this is um uh warning that this i'm going to probably spoil it spoiler alert couldn't get that out couldn't think of the words but he ends up trying out for the esports, and they just mock him and say you suck. And then he starts up his own little uh, professional competitive team, and they still they do well, but they still get knocked out. But it's very interesting to see that that competitive nature from a football player that is translated over into esports. Esports is a huge thing. There's a lot of people in it, a lot of money in it right now. And I have slang, so I'm a cable cutter, and I'm cheap as hell. So we have slang, and one of the and one of the channels is competitive gaming. So like pub PUBG and all this other stuff. So you watch people play games. I, I'll turn it on occasionally just to see. So listen, through COVID, there's been no sports. So I gotta watch something that there's some that, competitive. That, and that, that wasn't a sarcastic question. That was actually a genuine question. So there, I'll there's watch this... it if it's if it's competitive. I'm not gonna watch someone on YouTube just go through and do the motions. But I don't put it on and watch it for hours. I put it on and watch it for like ten minutes, and I'm like, all right, I just. I want to see, I want to learn about esports. I don't want to sit there and watch it, but I'm very intrigued because I grew up gaming. So we grew up through, and we've talked about this before, through like the Sega and and all those, you know, Sega, N64, Nintendo, Goldfinger, um, sorry, Bond, um, all that stuff, you know, that kind of permeated and, and all was the foundation for what today gaming is. Today's gaming is, is oh my God, it's amazing. The it, graphics is insane. It's insane. But at the same point, that is all all the preceding gaming was during our generation. This is all built on that. So I'm curious more about not actually watching the not watching the gaming, but just very curious about how esports is coming up as an industry, what it's being built on. I've heard from friends that they're they have friends, like friends of friends who are involved in it and and are built on it. I know a lot of it happens in Vegas, like everything that's... What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Everything that's gambling. But it's just very intriguing to me. And it's I, I think it's because... You think that's going to make the uh, the uh, betting lines? Uh, esports? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think they'll end up at some point having a problem. I don't know what the tenure is of gamers either. So I don't know if gamers are like... They're there for like one or two years or if they're there for like 10 years. I think it's too oh. young of an industry yet. But I'm very curious on how that all plays out. 
Um, but just to bring it back, I think the reason how it all ties into the social media aspect is young, like there's been suicides among ga- professional gamers because they're isolated and they're doing these things. They're, they're doing things that really they're isolated in front of a TV and just doing hours upon hours. hours and upon and that's, hours. that's dangerous. And you see, to be honest, they, these people are spending hours upon hours. They're editing their videos. They're doing this. And it's a typically a one or two man show. There's not like a whole team of people right. with these professional gamers. Now the competitive e-gaming is a little bit different because there's a team and from my understanding, very limited. So those of you who have more experience out there, I'm sure you can shed more light on this, but they actually go to a facility and train together and understand each other's uh, kind of nature. Like Strategy. Kind of sports. Yeah. So they understand how, how they play and how this guy plays and how this guy plays. So they know how to work as a team together. See, I, I went through Nintendo and you know, Sega, and then I actually bought a friend of mine. He was selling, I think it was PlayStation. Um, and I caught myself. The one day I'm sitting there, four hours went by, like a blink of an eye. And I finished up the game. I was like, holy shit, I sat here for four hours. I could have been in the shed building something or, or you know, I was like, this, this is nuts. So that's the thing, right? So for me, gaming is great. It's a great entertainment, but it's entertainment. So if you're willing to invest two hours to entertain yourself, that's two hours you're spent entertaining yourself. You're not accomplishing anything by Right. Gaming for yeah, but two hours. If you have those two hours, you and I with families and kids, it's tough to find those two hours. You know, that they're, they're uh, very far and few in between. So my wife makes fun of me because for me, I always have to be moving. I always have to be busy. The time where I'm not in meetings or I'm not actively doing something, I'm like a lost soul. <laughs> like the kids were gone this weekend and they were with their grandmother. And to be honest... I had to, like, I was like, all right, we got to do the laundry. We, you know, it's perfect. We'll spend the whole day. We'll get the laundry done. We'll put it away. Did you walk around naked? No. <laughs> I was too busy running up and down the stairs, putting in, folding <laughs> freaking five loads of laundry. But I, I think for me, like, to spend that two hours. So now, I'm not saying I haven't done it. I did it plenty in college. Did it plenty in my 20s. But once you have a family, it's a much different animal because it's not only about you. Like, yeah, if it was me and my wife, maybe I could do it. But still, there's a lot of stuff that goes into a house, to a family, to you know. Well, you you bond with your kids because your kids your kids play too. Well, that's well, the my thing. kid. I don't I don't have it in my house. Yeah, so we bond over it, but at the same point, I have to be careful. So it, it's a catch twenty two. We'll bond over it, but I can see the difference. So my oldest, uh, I already said his name, so I don't know why I'm hesitating. I just don't want to continuously repeat it, but we, he hadn't played in two weeks. Wow. He hadn't played Fortnite in two weeks. So I didn't even realize until I signed on and I saw, I was like, oh, two weeks since he's played. We've purposely been more active of not allowing them to play during the week. And I, and I told my wife, I don't want them playing during the week, but my youngest was like, all right, I want to play tonight. Can we play? And, and I said, sure. You have to clean up the family room first. You have to fold up all these. I said, Mr. Sal's coming over. You have to clean up the family room. You have to put all these clothes away. You have to fold the ta- the um, blankets, not the towels. And then you have to brush your teeth and get ready for bed. If you do all that, I'll let you play. So they did it all. By that time, he was ready for bed. <laughs> he was almost ready for bed. But we spent a half hour playing. and But you could see the change in attitude. So my youngest was like, well, I think it's playing enough. I don't want, you know, I don't want to go to bed. I'm rolling riled up. Well, 
Yeah. You weren't riled up before we played. Yep, yep. And that's the whole thing, you know, for me, like I'll play a video game before I go to bed and it's just like a calming effect. And you know, it, it's something to wind me down for the day because for me, I can't watch action packed or anything other than stupid comedy before I go to bed. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it has to be some stupid comedy, like shit's Creek or Tacoma FD, something like that. My wife, we cut the cable. We don't really watch anything. We get 10 minutes, 10 minutes before bed, we watch the weather and, and some news, and that's it. And we ass out. Yeah, it's not. It, I'll get maybe an hour a day of TV. That's about it. I may watch The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan thing from ESPN, or something that's not, I don't get involved in. Because for me, it, it's just not, not needed. Um, so we're approaching 20 minutes. So do we want to go over the dad lesson? No, I, I, I think I, we kind of. T touched on the social media yeah i think we touched on the social media i think i'm curious and i'll steal your line what do our what are our listeners think so all three listeners of you out there no well, come on it's four okay four listeners so two besides me and sal when we listen to the episodes what do you guys think what's your opinions um of of what you would allow your kids to do you know, I, I'm just curious what other families, what other parents, what other dads, what other moms, wh how do they view this? Do let me ask you, let me ask, issue? let me ask you this question. What age do you think is appropriate for social media? I don't even think a phone's appropriate in middle school, so I'm well behind the times. Yeah. Tell me about it. We, we caved. I, I think we're going to my, my, my fifth. My 11 year old has a phone. Yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to follow your footsteps. I don't know if we'll make it there because I'm <laughs> someone making them. Speaking of my 11-year-old, so I have a novelty T-shirt that I wear to bed. And last night, the girls took showers, and I was blow-drying their hair. And my oldest daughter, was happen she happened to face me, and she was reading my shirt. Big Tony's Pizzeria. If you like my sausage, you'll really like my meatballs. <laughs> So my wife looked at the expression in my face and my daughter looks at me. She goes, daddy, does that mean something else? <laughs> I was like, no, it doesn't mean anything else. Just it's a pizzeria. And my wife and my daughter said, did, did you work there? I said, yes, I worked there. <laughs> so my wife is pushing me. She's pressing me. Where, where, where was the restaurant? Where did you work? When did you work there? I don't remember the restaurant. I was like, yeah, I worked there. So finally I told her today. I said, no, I didn't fucking work there. <laughs> she was spot on. It did mean something else. So my 11-year-old is catching on. And, and that was a, uh, a uh, mind blower for me. My, <laughs> that's funny that you say that because my 9-year-old, nine 9.5-year-old, we were talking about going to Dick's and getting cleats for soccer season. And he looks at me and he goes, Dad, can you stop saying that? I was like, what? We have to go to Dick's. He's like, Dad. And he just like felt like it was it was hysterical. I was like, dude, like, you're nine. He's like, I was like, your mom's got to go to Dick's. And he's like, Dad. And I couldn't help myself. So I'm a ball buster by nature. And the fact that my kids like knows what it means. My youngest is like, what's going on in there? <laughs> oh, my God. It was, it, That's hysterical. It's scary, though, because all those innuendos, all those like inside jokes, those are going to start coming up. And I have shirts, too, like fraternity shirts that I'm probably going to have to stop wearing soon. Don't be a Richard. 
Don't be a Richard. Yeah, I have that shirt too. My mom got that for me. You which know, is great, ma. Thanks. You know what? When I was a kid, we used to watch uh, Three's Company um, while, while watching uh, eating dinner. Yeah. My, my father loved that show, and we'd watch it all the time. And I never got any of the jokes, you know, or the innuendos. So as I got older, I, I was watching reruns, and I, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, I haven't re- I haven't rewatched it, but I'm sure that it it has its own jokes that we missed out on. I'm sure it went right over my head. Yeah, oh, I, I, there was plenty of things that went over my head younger watching uh, Three's Company or or uh, yeah, Three's Company. Yeah, that's with um, the guy who passed away, uh, John Ritter. Yeah, John Ritter. Yeah, Jack Jack Tripper. I wanted to say Jack, Mister Roper. Yeah, Mr. or Mister Furley. Yes. <laughs> that was an awesome show. So just my uh, dads out there or anyone out there listening to us, let us know your thoughts on social media. When do you think it's appropriate for your kids or do you think it's appropriate to post your kids' photos on social media? I mean, I, I have family members that that's all they do is they post their kids on uh, social media. And I get it. Uh, they're proud of, of their child uh, for, for accomplishing certain things. I, I get that 100%. But they're, they're, they're out there. They're exposed. Private, you know, there's, there's a lot of weirdos out there. I, you I, know, I just, just want to say that. There's a lot of fucking weirdos out there. That's another reason why I don't put my kids' photos you know, so on that, social media. Initially, when I first had kids, we posted a lot. But that's why I stopped posting. Because it freaks me out a little bit. Because there are so many fucking weirdos out there. And there's plenty of things that that probably don't run through people's heads that they don't realize that there's these uh, just people who who will take these these images and and mess with them. Yeah, the screenshot them. You know, the, 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 the there's I'm just gonna say that there's weird fucking people out there, and that's that's where I stand on on posting my kids' photos on social media. Yeah, and I, I'll let my kids decide when they want to. I'm worried. I'm very worried about social media in general. And I think it has a very big, much bigger impact than people really can imagine on teenagers and just bullying and and things that that happen. So I think, you know, I think that will be a separate episode is just how do you handle your children going through social media? And while Sal and I both have kids who are a little bit early on that, I think we can shed some light on it and just give our opinion. But in reality, you know, we would love to hear what you guys think too. Is for those of you with teenagers, how do you handle it? Because I'm sure teenagers are on it. I, I have no doubt. Oh sure. I mean, I don't know what the latest and greatest is. I don't know if it's Instagram or Snapchat or. I don't I, even you know. have Snapchat because I've heard it referred to much different terminology and only used for certain things. I don't have Snapchat. I got uh, WhatsApp because I communicate with my cousins in Italy, but that's about it. You know, the, the new new freaking. Social media platforms pop up, uh, you know, it seems like once a week. Yeah. No, I get it. But I think we are done with social media and we're just going to get into tasting now. Well, we have been tasting. We have been tasting. So we should first. Yeah, I'm going to slur right through this. Um, Do we want to do the dad lesson? And I forget what the dad lesson is. Oh, yeah. We can do the dad lesson. You want this one? Because it's 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 PC. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) On the flip side of social media, so since it's not in the gray area, I will take it. Um, on the flip side of social media, when you're going out 
with your kids, when you're going on vacation, when you're doing anything, take tons of pictures. And the funny thing is, me and my, me and my wife talk about this a lot, is I'm like snap, snap happy. Like I take pictures of everything. All the kids. My wife, on the other hand, doesn't take pictures of shit. So I'll take pictures continuously, and she expects me to take pictures continuously at this point because that's just my role in the relationship, apparently. I'm the <laughs> photographer. So honestly, this time passes so quickly. I remember I had a manager like 10 years ago now, which is crazy. He told me, he's like, these are the years you're going to enjoy the most. They're going to be the years you love. He goes, you'll never get them back. Enjoy them and take as many pictures as possible and not that i think he's listening but i will give credit where credit is due so leon if you're listening i remember you saying this to me early on when we were working together great guy uh cracks me up every time i see him we have a good time but it's true if you have kids from the time they're born to i'll say about 13 because my kids aren't 13 yet but until 13 they're enjoyable teenagers remember remember back when you were a teenager and how enjoyable you were i'll tell you i was not enjoyable at all for my parents i was a pain in the fucking ass my mom will tell you you still are i'm still a pain in the ass (laughs) and i feel like when i see my mom i revert back to that pain in the ass but no i'm gonna agree with uh, rob take tons of pictures i have uh, actually amazon prime and um when i get home or at night when i plug in my my phone uh all my photos uh automatically upload to Amazon. So on the year anniversary of the, of the time I've taken my photo, I get it. I, it pops up on my, on my phone. And lately I've been getting stuff. Uh, actually I do, uh, Google, Google has a, a drive as well where you populate all your, fo- your photos. Yeah. Mine backs up because we both have Samsung's. So I got, I do Google and Amazon. So I, Am- uh, Google does this thing where it, it goes back like six, seven years. So I got pictures of my kids when they were, you know, uh, young two, three, four and five. And I send these, these pictures to my wife. I say, Oh, look what just popped up on my phone. She goes, you always have the great pictures. I said, that's because I always take a lot of pictures. Yeah. And I think, so Sal and I are both Samsung users. So we'll, obviously we have, we have Android, um, operating system on our phones. And the reality is, is that from, from that perspective, we, we have the Google backup. It's not, we, we're not Apple people. So for those of you with Apple, I think there's similar, similar functionality. I know with Google, they'll revert back and tell you, Hey, this is what happened two years ago. It's very similar to Facebook, to be honest. And then they have collage f- capabilities too. I don't know if you've noticed that, or you can print it and order it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Google does it automatically and they'll send me, Hey, look, this is what we did for you. Or they'll create a GIF or GIF. I don't know how, yeah, how you want to pronounce it, it but time. just to put, put this in perspective, um, with taking photos, my Amazon account has 26,374 photos. Your Amazon account? My Amazon account. Fuck. Yeah. So, any fellas out there, dads out there, bros out there, take pictures as as much as you can. Even the silly times. Take a, take a, a quick video. Take photos because, you know what, when we, when we look back years from now and we take a look at these photos... Um, it, it, that's the only thing we'll have. I mean, yeah, some of it will be in our heads. Those of us who have great memories or some of us who don't have such great memories, uh, all we have is photos. So that's the dad lesson. And this is where we will break to do our uh, review. 
and we shall be back momentarily. And we're back. Woohoo! That was a quick uh, 30 second pause there. <laughs> uh, okay, so today we are tasting and reviewing Elijah Craig, uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's delicious. It is a small batch. So here we go. Uh, alcohol classification is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, the distillery, Elijah Craig Distillery Company. Despite what you've heard online. Uh, proof, 94 proof, which means it's 40% alcohol by volume. Aged four to six years. Mash bill, in order to be considered a bourbon. Minimum 51% corn. Has malted barley, rye, and wheat in it. Uh, awards. 2020 San Francisco World Spirit Competition gold medal winner in uh, 2020, like I said, uh, 2018, San Francisco World Spirit Com Competition. They got a double gold, which actually is pretty cool. Uh, moving on to the color. It is a copper in color. Uh, price range, 30 to $40. And I am going to go into my take on the nose and aroma here. I get the vanilla bean when I first take a whiff with my schnoz. He's Italian. And, uh, and I get oak, oak, uh, an oak smell. Uh, as far as tasting, we are tasting the bourbon, both of us, neat. No ice cube. Uh, ice cube obviously changes the flavor. So I get the oak and smoke flavor to it. Um, finishing... It's smooth and the lingering flavor of oak. Overall, for me, it's not complex. Uh, it's an easy sipper with, with or without ice. Ice obviously changes the flavor, as I said. The longer you let it breathe, the smoother it gets. Rob, would you like to uh, give your um, review or would you like me to give my rating? You can oh, give your rating. I'll let you go. I am going to rank the Elijah Craig small batch since 1789 i'm gonna rank it at a 5.9 wow so you know when we start this stuff right when we start doing the bourbon reviews you start off with like a higher ranking sal's just like submarining every fucking thing <laughs> like what the fuck a 5.9 like you just said it's a good sipping bourbon it is it what, is you're not even like it, but it's it's not up there like but the other stuff we're gonna be tasting but we haven't review. tasted it so you're at a 5.9 your highest right now is smoke wagon yes because that is a very good bourbon wow so i like blade and bow well that's what that's my favorite that we've tasted i think elijah craig is delicious but i'm looking at the other rankings i given and i think i've been you know when you give your rankings starting off, you're a little bit more um, liberal, I guess. Not not as stringent and not as critical. No, I'm critical, all right. I know. You started off hard, man. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that you, you need to please me. Oh, my God. Poor wife. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm looking at the ratings I've given previously so my buffalo trace was a seven five i love buffalo trace blade and blow is, is one of my favorites smoke wagon actually i probably could have given smoke wagon a lower rating but i gave it a seven seven eagle rare i gave it a seven eight because the burn wasn't there i honestly don't fucking know what i'm gonna give this bourbon <laughs> looking at my previous ratings uh, i mean you're pussyfooting around the whole thing so. i know so hold on let me let me talk about it so 
just the smell. I smell the sweetness. It's it's honestly a very smooth bourbon. It goes down. There's really no burn. And that was my whole thing with Eagle Rare is there was really no burn. I liked it a little bit more than Buffalo Trace. Even though I like Buffalo Trace, I could sip that every night. I like this a little bit. It's not as harsh as, as Smoke Wagon, especially for a 94 proof. It's, it's pretty smooth. I, I'm going to have to go. I, I don't want to give it the same rating, but I'm going to go with 7.8 to match Eagle Rare. I, I wow, 7.8, really, huh? Seven, I like Eagleizer Craig. Small batch. I really do. It's smooth. It's a nice sipping bourbon. I can drink. There's not a lot. So traditionally, I drink things on the rocks. I drink it on a rock, I should say. I have been drinking it neat for tasting purposes, and it's made me a little bit more critical. But I do want to come to one thing. The way we taste this is two fingers, only two fingers. You know the rules. We go. We have a sip. We sip it again. We sip it again. It's not like this bullshit barstool sports where it's one bite and you eat the whole fucking slice we actually sip it we enjoy it we make sure we like it we let it breathe it's good elijah craig small batch is good so i mean look for a 30 40 dollar bottle uh it's a good it's a good it's a good bourbon it's a good bourbon you can't go wrong with it and honestly i'm gonna have a hard time at the at the higher end bourbons because even though we're just doing taste I shouldn't consider price, but at the same point, how do you not consider price? If I buy a $60, $70 bourbon, I want it to be, I want to knock my socks off and be better than Elijah Craig, Blade and & Bow, and Buffalo Trace. I will come to one thing before we sign off for the evening. just want to give everyone a recap after a week one, even though it's going to drop probably three weeks into fantasy sports. Week one, Forrest, 0-1, 12th place. Your, my ass. <laughs> your host... Here we go, one and zero, and you know here here's the best part. I'm one and zero. I'm in fifth place, but we'll make it do. We'll figure it out. Yeah, round of applause for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's one guy in our league who had scored 200 points. What a fucking jackass! He won the league last year, so everything I can do to not have him win again would be great. So, Sal, is there anything else you wanted to cover? No, let's you said you you said you had something specifically you wanted to surprise me with tonight. Uh, I mentioned that before about the novelty shirt. Oh, the novelty shirt. All right, <laughs> cool. All right, you're you're sleeping behind the wheel, Rob. Second glass. So, all right, so that's a wrap then. Yeah, that's it, man. All right, see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button now.